Hey, this is Shauna Potter from War on Women, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Money, death, repeat, shoot, kill, repeat, fame, shock, repeat, thoughts, prayers, repeat. All right, welcome back, everyone. Sunny here with another brand new edition of Interview Under Fire, kicking off season five. My very special guest, Shauna Potter, returns. Now, aside from fronting the co-ed feminist hardcore punk band War on Women, she's a public speaker an activist, an author, a consultant, a small business manager, an amplifier technician to be more specific, mostly vegan, right? And an ordained clergy person. I mean, the list goes on. We're talking about Jane of all trades. I mean, she, that's it right there. Again, such an honor. Thank you so much for coming back onto our podcast today on IUF. This is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the crew over at Warren Women with the release of your newest album, Wonderful Hell, which has already been out for already in one month. Came out yeah, first, geez, you know, you're right. Yeah, on Bridgeline Records. You know, first off, congratulations on all of the well-deserved acknowledgements it's been getting so far. You know, shout out to Metal Injection, Revolver, Recording Academy, and Consequence of Sound. Now, before we get to yeah. Wonderful Hell, Shauna, I know a lot has happened since we last spoke back in April from <laughs> Nationwide Riots to civil rights, to the craziness of the election, all the while still under a, a pandemic atmosphere. Yeah. I feel like this album released at the perfect time. I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. It's a very simple one. I'm ready. But I think it's an important one considering where we are at our lives at this point. How are you? <laughs> How is how's life in, in Baltimore? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. Um, I, I go through periods of... Uh, you know, having something, if I have something to focus on and I can feel productive, um, then it keeps me busy and I get through the day really easily. And if I, uh, don't have a little project, um, it can, you know, it can, I don't know, I can be like, let's watch terrible Christmas movies on Netflix, you know, <laughs> but, and you can also multitask. You can do both, to be honest. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I've been lucky enough to, have things to keep myself busy so that mentally I can get through what's going on and look forward to every day, which I think is uh, nice, especially as we approach a very dark winter in, in multiple ways. So um, yeah, right now I'm just adjusting to the the change in the shortened daytime yeah. and just trying to make sure I have a routine every day that, that works and keeps me busy and keeps me focused. You know, being away from the stage a lot as of late, as a lot of artists are doing now, you know, as we're home, how are you keeping up your, you know, your vocals these days? Is, you, know, you, you know, you recorded Wonderful Hell during this time. Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for you routine-wise lately, if at all? Absolutely. No. Well, like, as soon as we were done doing vocals on the record, which we finished, like, right as lockdown was starting, um, like, like, after any record that I make, once I'm once my part is done, I kind of give myself a break, you know, like mm. if you can, if you're not immediately going to play a show, but give yourself a break, rest your ears. I don't listen to music. I don't listen to the songs we just recorded, you know, just full on break in every way. And and then as you know, being in lockdown and like self-imposed quarantine uh, for safety just continued and continued and continued. Well, I was home alone during the days and had no reason to talk like I would go eight hours without saying a word out loud and Man. at some point I realized that I cannot I couldn't sing the way that I used to 
So because I would try to hit a high note and I just couldn't. And I'd warm up and I could tell like my voice just wasn't there. Um, my voice was still nice uh, if I didn't push it really hard. So it's like, it's like I gave myself a vocal rest that I probably deserved after years of screaming. Um, but because I stopped my warm up routine, um, I didn't have like the range and the longevity. Um, and so once I realized that, I got really sad and scared that I'd lose my voice forever. And so I, I started, you know, trying to warm up and I, I did a few things, you know, like doing backup vocals for something. I did, you know, some stuff for two minutes and I did a song with Jim Ward. Uh, he has a new album coming out soon and awesome. it's on there. And yeah, so that's cool. So it gave me a reason to like stick with it. But I realized if, if you don't use it, you lose it. And thank goodness I got uh these podcasts we're doing (laughs) yeah yeah so so doing this podcast helps doing my own podcast which i just started that helps and then also i just adopted a dog um congratulations i I talk to her in a very high-pitched voice every day all day (laughs) and so that is really helping me too i can definitely relate to that Uh, rosie come here you know (laughs) Um, you know you know, we're home and you're talking about... Oh, she heard me. She heard me say that and she came right over. I heard that. I think I heard her call her. (laughs) Hey, Rosie girl. Oh. Okay. Okay. What what kind of dog? I have to ask now. It's a pit bull mix. Um, Yeah. She's she's very sweet, but she's very scared of strangers and loud sounds and and so I don't don't know her past uh, and... How old is she? She... The vet thinks around two or three years. See, same thing with Rocket because we had no, they they had no idea. They, I think they say Rocket is a, a my dog is an Australian cattle dog and blue healer mix. Mm. But I think he's more than that. I've seen other Australian cattle dogs and two blue healer mix, and they look nothing like Rocket. And you should ask for one of those doggy DNA things for the yeah, holidays. Yeah, that's that. No, that's a very good point because another friend of mine actually brought that up, and they think he's two years old. So we just say, okay, his birthday's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, who cares. <laughs> It's fine. As long as we feed them and love them every day, it's fine. Very true. You know, you're talking about everything that you're busy with now, you know, trying to stay busy, you know, you're doing mm-hmm. these podcasts, doing guest vocals, making albums. Now, whether it's with Warren Women or Avec or dare I say Fair Verona, I think that's the title Yikes. of it. Yeah. You know, hey, what is the what is it about the live concert experience that you miss the most? Because now we're almost a year removed from that yeah. experience we're all taking kind of like an unseen step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life? Cause we're talking oh, yeah. culture, we're talking fans, even the food. There's just so many things to pick apart about the touring life, which makes it amazing. What was your biggest takeaway from that? Yeah. I, I, I knew that I would miss playing that, that, you know, having that 30 minutes to yell and scream about what I care about. Um, I didn't, I didn't really realize how much I would miss the hanging out before and after the show, the talking to people um, at the merch table. Um, you know, yeah, I just kind of took it for granted uh, that that was a part of the playing a show, you know, of that whole experience. And and so I didn't really think about it. And then I realized, oh, I'm really missing having these chats and like meeting people and like hugging people and high-fiving and and talking about you know what songs they like and why and why it resonates with them and and them asking questions and me finding out about people in every town and you know what's this town's deal (laughs) what's the big issue (laughs) that you guys care about right now you know learning about uh people and and yeah so 
I don't know. I just, I, I miss that. And I, and it makes it, because I miss that and playing the show so much, it's very easy to romanticize the entire tour experience, which is... Uh, understandable. I totally it's understandable, but it's a little silly. Like, I'm, I do try to remind myself, like, you don't like sleeping on floors, and sometimes you have to. And you don't like disgusting gas station bathrooms, and sometimes you have to use them, you know. So I'm trying to remember, like, it's not all just good, good, good. Um but the really great stuff certainly makes up for, like, having to load in all your gear. You know, like, that's just part of it. So I, I miss it all. But that's certainly one reason why I started um, my own podcast, which is called But Her Lyrics. And that's actually coming out in December. So people can subscribe now so that they can yeah. uh, get all the episodes when they come out. I do want to talk about it in a second. Now, a very popular topic on this show for the last, I mean, we've been... It's been on repeat the last seven, eight months. And you've seen this. A lot of bands have done it live streaming. Mm -hmm. uh, they've taken what they do on stage, onto the screen. I believe Code Orange is one of the first bands to do it. Um, August Burns Red has one coming out, I think, next month. Lamb of God did it. Uh, Behemoth did it. It's, it we've seen, we're seeing all this. And you've seen all these artists do the same thing. But I wanted to ask you, with all the experience that you've taken in throughout your career, with all the artists that you've met, with all the connections you've made, the experience... Do you think the quarantine-induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these artists, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward? Do you still see bands doing this even after all this is over? I could see bands doing it, but there is nothing that will replace a live show. Yeah. Like, it's not... I even think that the gap between uh, watching a movie at home and watching one in the theater, I even think that gap is smaller than the one between streaming a live show and seeing a live show. You know, it's yeah. closer to like seeing a play. Um, if if people liked plays. No, they do. I'm just kidding. No, um, I, li I like plays. <laughs> no, 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 I like plays. I'm just joking. I don't know. I was like going to, I don't know who I was making fun of uh, by saying. We're listening. We love plays. <laughs> you know, I'm out of practice and talking to people and, and, and being polite and knowing what's funny and not. And so I obviously... Uh, I'm, I'm all about making bad jokes uh, <laughs> right now. It's, it's very easy <laughs> to stick your foot in your mouth these days because you're like, oh, my God, a person. Let me say everything I've been thinking right. or not thinking. Why did I say that? Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, there's nothing that's going to replace the live show uh, because it's just so magical, you know? And I know so I, I'm certainly not going to vote for streaming over live shows personally. No, and I know Warren Women, you know, the live experience is what, makes you guys who you are that's a part of who you are you know it's it's the display that you guys want to give to the fans is energy and there's a band that i interviewed that they said they didn't feel an album was complete until they had the opportunity to present it to the fans i don't know if you feel mm -hmm. the same way i thought that was a very uni unique take on it and there's no right or wrong answer what you just said there's i mean i have artists who say oh i'm not doing shit until all this is over and then oh same yeah, yeah you know there yeah. are artists who say yeah it's a good way for me to engage with the fans you know it's i want to keep doing what i want to do but then at some point i start to think okay where does the creativity or is there a limit to this okay they did what they did what next and it's of course i have the liberty to mosh in my own room if i wanted to i mean i got, <laughs> got war on women on wonderful hell and repeat that's why we're doing this in the corner of my room obviously but you know i digress but i just wanted to say that it, that's a that's a very unique take on it i went to this metallica live streaming i don't know if you heard about it a couple months ago they did it here in the states dallas texas sold out immediately luckily a friend of mine you know got a ticket i went there it was my first ever metallica experience Believe it or not, I mean, someone like me, like, really? Are you kidding me? Um, so I get there. It was it was a drive-in theater, and they did the recorded show. Oh. It just made me miss 
the live experience even more. Because what do we hear when we're at a metal show, right? Let me see your horns. And you just see a sea of <laughs> horns of the fans. That's right, right? We see that. It seems really bittersweet to, to, yeah. to get like half a show. Yeah, it and in a way, it felt like we did get exactly that too, what you just said. And instead, instead of what do we get? Let me see the horn. Let me see the horns. We got, hey, let me hear you guys honk your horns. So if you just roll down your window, just a sea of cars in the middle of the night, just honking their horns like in the desert wilderness in, in Dallas. That's amazing. It just it was it was crazy. It was nice to see fans again, but it. I, my point is, it just made me miss it even more. They're like like I said, there's a limit to this. I know there's a limit to this. You know yeah. there's a limit to this, and. This is, I think it, that also brings the fact that how it's going to feel once we actually do back, do get back, you know, the whole regularities of live streaming. So, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you said that, you know, it's, it's a very good perspective to take on an artist, you know, like what they, what they think, if they're going to keep doing what they're going to do. You got a new album. That's a check mark in the box. Now yeah. It's, you know? it's very weird not to present it to people. I, I, I agree. It's very weird not to be able to play it for people right away. But I'm I'm just glad that we were able to finish it, that we were lucky enough to, to, to be able to finish it and put it out. Now, something else you did from June to September 2020, you developed a training spe- specifically for nightlife workers to help them prevent and address alcohol facilitated sexual violence. Now, this work was made possible through a grant from the Maryland Department of Health, Rape and Sexual Assault Prevention Program. You provided resource kits, mm-hmm. led virtual staff trainings and managed awareness building social media campaigns. Shauna, what was your biggest takeaway from that experience? That no matter how much people recognize that um, sexual assault is a serious issue, um, they don't always know how much they can do to prevent it uh, or to respond to it. They don't. People don't always know how much power they actually have and what all the, what all of their options are. Um, and so I was really happy to be able to give people their options so that they know what to do to protect their community members. My other <laughs> big takeaway is that uh, people are very stressed out and spread thin and. They're on shaky financial ground. And when you're in that sort of position where you're taking care of your very, very basic needs, it's actually a really big ask to yeah. to try to have people take a training from you about a serious subject uh, and, to, and to coordinate, you know, get the logistics down to coordinate all their staff to take a training with you. And so that program was not... It didn't reach as many people as I would have liked, as I had anticipated before COVID <laughs> started. Um, but I, I'm really proud of the work I did, and I just wish people in Maryland were in a better position to, 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 to take a training, to spend a couple hours with me, to learn learn about all their options. So it's just kind of an unfortunate side effect of COVID, just like so many other things. You know, so many things have been derailed or have changed in in so many different ways that we can't fully understand, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And what have I been saying throughout this entire conversation? It's making the best of a situation in which you did. And I know we covered everything from head to toe. I I promise we'll talk about wonderful hell right now. New album came out October 30th on bridge nine. Now, as far as hardcore punk goes, that's as good as it gets from aqua to fauna to this stolen Mm. land to seeds to demon. Uh, when did production start for you? Was it during COVID or was it like before you? I know you had maybe I think you had White Lies written before 
2020 even hit, if I'm correct. Yeah, we we definitely we were already working on new songs at the end of 2019. Um, we had bits and pieces, demos and stuff. And it was after our last tour in October of last year where we went to Fest. Um, that was actually our last show Gosh. playing Fest in 2019. That is nuts. I'm so sorry, over a year, over I haven't a played year. a show in over a year. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was right after that we were like, okay, time to make a record. Let let's let's tighten all this up. Let's let's finish all this out. Um, and so we just hit it hard and and uh, and and got our pre production on, you know, to make sure we knew what we what the fuck we were doing. Um, and then we started recording in February. Okay. Um. And we were really done with basic tracks uh, right before it was like, okay, lockdown, everybody go home, don't gather, everything close. You know, that first time where everyone's like, oh, shit, what's going on? Um, that stuff was done. And, and so, again, we got really lucky. Our plan was actually to do vocals, uh, to, to finish the record, right? Like do vocals, overdubs, mix and master. Uh, after a tour with Bad Religion, an Alkaline Trio. And of course, that tour got canceled. Um, yeah, I think and we, so we I, said, yeah. okay, well, we might as well go in the studio and finish this record. I can be in a vocal booth by myself. So we did all those activities that you can do isolated. Uh, we did them in that way. And we were able to to finish it. Um, and yeah, yeah <laughs> keep I remember, everybody safe I, at the same I remember, time. Yeah, I remember when we were speaking in April, you couldn't tell me much about it. You're like, uh, it's, you know... I, I we are doing something. I can't tell you everything, but yeah, you never know. Things get off schedule. You don't want to. The day I interviewed you on, I forgot which day in April. That was the day you guys were supposed to be in Dallas with Alkaline Trio and uh... Uh, Bad Religion, and and I and we were talking about, oh man, can you? I mean, I wish, I hope that tour somehow resurfaces and you guys are able to do that again. So do but, we. <laughs> you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like you just briefly mentioned. Did you face any challenges that you have, may have not faced with Capture the Flag or any other record releases you've done? Just in general, recording yeah. Wonderful Hell? Or Wonderful Hell. You can easily, I mean, it's easily to say, oh, this is the pandemic album, you know? I, that's easy No, to say, it's you know? not, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Because basically every song was written and finished except for Seeds when it was time to do vocals like i okay. still had some stuff to write for seeds and and so that's sort of my pandemic song <laughs> where you can hear like uh me, think, you know i'm mad about song on there yeah mad about the government like fucking lying to us all the time you know uh and so that's that's what that's all in reference to um but but basically everything is about an issue that you know, has been around and it's still around and maybe COVID has made it worse or, or not, but most likely has made it worse. Um, but mm. no, I, I don't want to think of this as the pandemic album. I want to forget about this pandemic if I yeah. can. <laughs> as soon as yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that, you know, and from, from my listeners who don't know, you know, Warren Women is known for lyrics centering around politics, race, gender issues, racial issues. But how important are themes to you, Shauna? Is that more about helping you write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs in the studio, and that's it. But I felt like with Warren Women, with your entire catalog, especially Wonderful Hell, there's a specific goal you wanted to meet as mm. far as the theme is concerned. I actually think that because we kind of spent more time in the, you know, 
pre-production, which really just means like honing our shit. Like mm. it didn't, we weren't like in the studio with a producer telling us to <laughs> change the parts. Like, um, uh, we were just, uh, you know, tightening everything up and, and making sure it was the best it could be and being, you know, as prepared as possible before getting in the studio so that it went really smoothly. One, I think that shows when you listen to the record, you can tell like, it just feels really cohesive, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think if there's any themes coming through on this album, um, they, I wouldn't say they were like totally accidental, but in a way they were a little, they weren't really like conscious. Like I wasn't like striving to have this theme of like, look, shit sucks, but we can make it better. And that's really what the theme of Wonderful Hell <laughs> is, is, yeah, everything is terrible, but it's we got to get back to work. We can't wallow forever. Yeah. Um, there's hope. We can do this. Um, really, that if there's if that theme is there, if that comes through to people listening, it's because that's how I was feeling, and I couldn't help but let that uh, feeling seep into uh, every song in some way. Do you see "Wonderful Hell" as being a snapshot of where you are at a certain time in your life? Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's the best response <laughs> no i i like to ask that question because again this goes hand in hand if you just want to think about this album as like okay this is your the pandemic happened that's when the album came out but i for me with the way i see it so much great music has come out this year you know and uh, you know yours included and i feel like this is a year for the music that for people to put out it allowed individuals and even artists to grow, you know, yeah, there are struggles, but I feel like it opened up a whole new, it tapped into a whole new, new dimension for me, at least mentally to realize, okay, I am going to get better. This is, I mean, we talked about it before the interview, how, you know, I went through an illness, not COVID related, but I went through an illness, but it made me realize how much, how much, you know, blessed I am. Like this will get better. You know, this mm. is a way for me to grow mentally and physically and emotionally. And I feel like a lot of people have done that. That's I mean, and not not by choice, you know, no. but but people certainly uh, are resilient and and will find ways to survive and hopefully if they're lucky, find ways to thrive. Um, but it's a it's a hard ask for um, for for us to have to for for people that were creative when and they were barely kind of hanging on and, and making it anyway to now be, um, you know, given a directive of like, okay, be creative while you're scared for your life and you've made no money um, and you never leave your house. Uh, give me, give me an amazing album right now. You know, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's been unbelievably difficult for me to feel creative and to, to get anything uh, creative done uh, in this time, that's another reason I actually feel so lucky that the album basically was finished pre-pandemic because I don't think I could write an album right now. You know, wow. it's just not in me. I just mm -hmm. want, I just want an escape all the time. So one, I'm thankful to every band that has put out a record so that I could escape and listen to their shit. You know, <laughs> like I need that myself, just like I need terrible holiday movies or you know sci-fi <laughs> adventure things you know just to get out of my head a little bit <laughs> and talk to our dogs that's all that's also important yeah talking to our dogs <laughs> now i know we talked about this before but her lyrics podcast now i'm yeah. recording on this so you take a deep dive 
you said this yourself into the lyrics and politics of war on women's latest album like we talked about but there's so much more to it shauna from interacting with your bandmates experts and activists on relevant social justice issues and you guys share inspirations and stories behind the album and you talked about how this podcast is for the fans of the band as well as others interested in feminism politics punk music composition you know and you said it was a three-course meal plus a dessert <laughs> And I know there's a Patreon that's also involved. So what motivated you to start something like that, if you haven't mentioned this already before? Well, you know, I was kind of like, I, I finished that grant project, like we talked about. Yeah. Um, and it was like really, it was really, really hard work. It took up all my time for about three or four months. And then it was over. And then mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I, I was kind of hoping I could go on tour soon. Like this thing isn't over yet. Um, so uh, what do I do now? So part of doing this podcast is just, well, here's something I can do. Here's something I can do right now to to help um, kind of try to regain that connection to any fans that want to talk about this album. It gives me, this podcast gives me an opportunity to, you know, answer questions that people have, uh, to, to share stories about the album and what I was thinking about. And it gives me a really good excuse to interview people that I think are cool or have something to say or are doing important work. And I think, again, it's just a way to to look look forward to something every day. Have, so, you, have you done anything like this before? Like as far no, as podcasts? No, yeah. no, I've done a ton of interviews, right? Like I've been <laughs> in this on this side of the mic. Um, right, right, right. Plenty, but um I think no. you got I think you got the goods though. I'll tell you. Oh, that. Thank I, you. This is my second time interviewing you and, and you're just a pleasure to talk to. You got this. <laughs> you got this. I don't thank know how you. much you can talk about when the episodes are coming out so far. I don't I can talk I can talk a lot. Um no okay. I uh we're in December that's why so yeah yeah no i think i've finally decided um when the first episode will come out and i'm i i'm actually tightening up that last that 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 last the first episode right now yeah. like tonight um so Can't the first wait. episode will be out december 9th awesome. i'm going for wednesdays i'm going for like wow wednesdays you think that's good i think that's great that's just, a great idea plus it's the what other day of the week i, I don't know I mean, I mean now it's like i mean what happens in the middle of the week literally nothing happens you can joke about hump day all you want yeah now, i mean that's fine and all but I want to wow, give people well, a treat in the middle I mean, of the week. Do you want hump day or do you want wow Wednesday? Wow Wednesday. I mean, I mean you, you can have both. Why not both? You can have both. Yeah, you can have both. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'm glad you're doing this. You know, um, and you have, did you say you have just one episode done already? Or do you already have like a couple that you're spreading throughout like 9, 16, 23rd of December? Yeah, I'm only a couple weeks out, um, okay. but I'm, I'm going to release them bi-monthly. So every other week there'll be another episode, and um, I've I've basically done all my interviews that I'm going to do. So it's just a matter of putting it all together, and okay. uh, and and making it not suck. So that I, that's the real work, right? I there. don't think that'll happen, but I, I'm, I'll tell you this: I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure to check out that Patreon. I'll give you all my support. I'm I'm excited for you. This is good. Oh, stuff. thank you. Maybe, I'm excited too. It's, it's kind of fun. Just turn the pages on me next time when I interview. Just interview me instead. It's like no, <laughs> <laughs> just switch the mic here. You know, from forming War on Women and finding Hollow Back. I know we we haven't got a chance to talk about that, and to your work in activism and feminist coaching as a whole and conducting educated and well-managed workshops, talks, trainings, 
to Big Crunch and Prepare and writing the book, Making Spaces Safer. I have it. And I think today you posted something on uh, the Spanish version is available. I saw it in, in it Madrid. Is. <laughs> yes, yes. That's... There's a great publisher in Spain that decided uh, to translate and publish my book in Spanish. And I'm so fucking psyched about it. I'm so grateful. It's very, very cool. That's fucking awesome. You know, it, the Spanish version was available in October. So any speak Spanish. I'm taking Spanish courses. So I might just pick that copy up myself. Nice. I already have the English version. You know, Shauna, you've worked so hard to get to this point. And you said it yourself with on KEXP with Emily. Shout out to her. Part of the joy of living is working to make things better. Mm-hmm. Invest to make it better. The end goal is equity. A fair shot. Shauna, I said this before. You're one of the most humble people I know. But... <laughs> What is the most rewarding part for someone like you, who's who is now at this point at their career, at the same time, has been involved with all those aforementioned junctures throughout that timeline? Mm. Did all that play a part in helping you grow as a person or an artist? In other words, have you ever had a chance to stop and take a look back to what you've accomplished so far? Wow. Thank you for all of that. Um I think this year has certainly given me that opportunity in in, a, in ways that maybe I wouldn't have taken stock before. Um, but I think because of my experience in activism and, and luckily having some great mentors and com- communities uh, to be part of, it, like the Hollaback community, um, I I think I knew after after a few years of hardcore activism that like activist burnout is real. And, and, and if you don't take time to celebrate small victories, um, it's harder for you to stay in the game. And, and the thing is, like, it's a marathon, right? Like, this is a lifelong thing. Like, trying to make the world a better place uh, is something that we should all be doing our entire lives. And, and so sometimes it means taking a break. That's fine. Um, uh, but it also means what do you need to do in order to stick with it? for a long time. And part of that is reflecting. And so there, there's actually a big crunch amp shop, uh, where, where this year I haven't, I, I stopped working there during the pandemic, um, just to okay. be clear, but, but, um, but Brooks, our guitar, our guitarist, it's, it's his shop and, uh, he's, he's there every day. That's his job. But there's a wall at big crunch, uh, that I took over <laughs> and just like stapled or push pinned, uh, every, like thank you note or certificate or poster I made or 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 anything related to Hollaback uh, that Love I it. could put on a wall I did so that when I passed by it every day uh, at work I could I could be like yeah I've I have done some things you know yeah. it's easy to forget every event you've done every talk you've given every workshop you've given um, it's it's easy to forget that they can run together. And so to like have a visual reminder, uh, I think is it's really helpful. And yeah, it does. It makes it easier to 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 keep going and to know that um, you're making a difference. Remember when I talked about how I almost I mean, I almost stopped doing this altogether. It was almost like a reminder for, okay, this is what you're passionate about. Just Mm. stop and look how far you've you've gone to this point. You know, that's why this episode is so important to me. It's just ironic how everything just kind of came together. (laughs) And the universe is magical. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, there we go. Magical is going to be the theme for this. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I don't know. I'm like harping on the on the whole magical idea. Maybe I'm getting ready. You know, I I, I haven't been really into the holidays uh, because I worked in retail. (laughs) 
for a really long time. I have time. to. I have to. Yes. Yeah. So anyone that's worked in retail, you get it. Um, but this year, I'm kind of like into it all of a sudden and the magic of the holidays because I think I just need it more than I needed it other years. But uh, yeah, so it's on my mind, like just universe coming together, presenting things to you, you know, and just being able to take things as they come and, and work with what you've got. Like it's it and just, you know, it's just it's nice. Yeah, just remember those reminders, you know, like take a look at just what you've done. I like yeah. reminders like that because I work so hard to the point where I forget that I'm even doing anything. You know, it's like, yeah, right, like, right. Why, the, why am I even doing this in the first place? Okay, you need you need that help. You need that support. You need that. What do you call it? Um, bounce back, I guess. You, yeah, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. And like, that feedback is not there when you don't yeah, get to exactly. tour and, you know exactly. if you're a musician it's really hard to to live off of comments alone yeah and I'm not, I'm not and i'm not asking yeah you see i'm not asking for much but just a little consistency and uh i i i wanted to remind you of that because mm. i followed you for as long as i've been a fan and i just think it's it needs to take notice because you've done so much Thank positivity you. and hey this is kind of a victory interview for us because with the election and all that bullshit, like we're here at this point. I think it's crazy, right? Like when we started, so we're right now. Yeah, that's Pretty interesting. Nice. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, it's like, should I should I redo interviews with everyone that I talked to in April or May? You know, <laughs> like what would, oh would everyone have a big story <laughs> arc or change or, you know, it's that's interesting <laughs> to think all about. Right. So I didn't do this with you last time. So this is the last part of the interview, unfortunately. But what I'm going to do, Okay, this is a fun okay. part. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. hot seat. I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, I think okay. so. I, you... I want to say I want to say yes. Okay, so I picked, I handpicked, I didn't pick all the songs. I picked a handful of you know, songs throughout Warren Women's discography, all the way from, wait. all the way from um, Improvised Weapons. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start off easy. I think you got this, though. I mean, I've had artists who say, I hope oh, so. Oh, I'm not going to get any song and they get every song right. And some artists say, yeah, I'm, I'll get every song right. And they get every song. <laughs> it's so. I just want to be average, Sonny. I just want to be average. So crush your average. fingers for me. All right, here we go. I'm going to read a lyric. I'm Like I said, I'm, on, I'm not going to go in order. So okay. here we go. You're desperate to feel something you love. Milk and blood. <laughs> okay. You know your own songs. All right, here we go. You need the mother to teach you how to behave. Oh, um, uh, Chalice and the Blade. Yeah, I didn't even finish reading that second lyric. Jeez. <laughs> All right, Capture the Flag 2018, for people who don't know. All right, going back a little further. This privilege, this right, this freedom to speak. Just uh, another... Not Glass City? Uh, no, it's Swagger, Swagger. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I'll give you that one. <laughs> That's I like get self, those mixed up in my head sometimes. You're already ready to like just let it loose. Before yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, you know this was coming. Love in wartime. How do we survive? Seeds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm right like wanting to hit an I'm imaginary like... buzzer that's not on my desk. I want to be like seeds. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have one once we do this in person. Like okay. you and Brooks and, and Sue will get. I, oh, I love that. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can just watch and you just. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'll still win, and so I feel bad. So maybe I should just watch. <laughs> okay. You're just a woman with power who doesn't know where. To oh, move. confess. Improvised weapons, 2012. Okay. Wow, this is probably the fastest I've ever heard anyone like get the answer. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the fastest is the second fastest is probably Corey from Trivium. He got literally every song, and Trivium's nice. discography is like way long. So, all right. 
Now I'm bleeding and it stings. I can't keep holding. Silence on. is a gift. Okay. okay, this is my favorite one. Okay. This is probably one of my favorite songs ever. I hope I get to see you guys from this live. Mm. I can't quite figure out if they're crazy feminists or just being ironic. Music oh. is pretty shit. Song is decent, but those lyrics are laughable. <laughs> YouTube comments. <laughs> I love lyrics that song. Are laughable. I love that. It's so good. I do too. It's really fun. Oh, it's okay. really fun to play. Hey, Adam, do you hear me? Do you hear me? I'm talking. Oh, high school reunion. Improvise with them. 2012. Shauna, you know your own song. <gasps> thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Shauna, this has been a pleasure. Hopefully, do this again in the near future. I know we'll see each other in the near future when you guys go on touring and all that. But do you have any last shout outs, any plugs, anything you want to mention about Worn Women? Or I know you mentioned about Butter Lyrics already to. The fans yeah, yeah, definitely check out my podcast, But Her Lyrics, uh, on all the places you normally do podcasts. Check out my Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash Shauna Potter. You can find anything you want to about me by going to shaunapotter.com. And uh, I don't know, like, I, I just want to acknowledge, you know, when, when, when bands release music, uh, obviously big streaming sites, um, not only do they not pay the bands <laughs> fairly, mm -hmm. um, like it's it's so complicated because it, it really does help spread the word about a band but there are so many things about especially spotify um that are just they don't even pay bands like a penny per stream you know yeah, like that's like, all that like bands are asking for zero 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 one or something like that yeah so so i just want to acknowledge like Look, if you're broke like me and all you can do is stream new music like that's great it helps share it rate it you know like just let everybody know about the band so that they can have a bigger reach like that is really helpful but if you are able to actually purchase an album physical or digital um that's really helpful <laughs> right now that's I'm really sure, really i'm helpful. sure you've seen my name in like the the list whatever like the list <laughs> a couple of times already i've been buying your merch like ever since this whole pandemic started oh we appreciate it we and so appreciate it like having yeah because there's nothing else that we can do you know there's nothing else we can do so yeah so obviously do what you can and any critiques that you see um about like actually buying buying music like if you're fucking broke like me like i get you know it's that's not for you like don't worry about it but but spread the word tell your friends um let people know that that you like the album and get more people to listen to it that'll be really helpful and you can help musicians when they ask spotify to pay them more fairly and if you're interested in that you can check out um the united musicians and allied workers union mm -hmm. um we're working on a campaign to get Spotify to to pay musicians more fairly. I also want to add, and I know I don't know if it's in relation to this, but but you've heard of Neva, the yeah yeah, yeah Neva so Nito, yeah. Save Our Stages, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. I, I think it's important to mention that because I mean Gas Monkey, where you guys were gonna play, oh. shut down. Yeah. Yeah, so this was and when we talked last time. It wasn't even that wasn't even like in the conversation like a month. Right. Later, yeah, no one was thinking about that yeah. quite yet. We didn't know how dire it would be, but yeah, there are clubs that have been around for ages that are shutting down because there's just absolutely no support to help people stay home and stay safe. So yeah, a lot of people are fucked. So hopefully, the government that comes into power at the end of January mm -hmm. will be a little bit better. But frankly that's still a really long time to be suffering and a lot of, a lot more bad shit is going to happen uh before then so yeah days seem longer now i mean that's for sure but having said all that i mean 
I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, like just, yeah, word of mouth, always do that. But purchase the merch too. If you have the opportunity, if you can, purchase if you the can. merch. Yeah, if you can, because it helps out the bands that, uh, you know, it, it helps them in the long run. You know, war on women will be on the road as soon as you know, once all this shit is over. I mean, oh, yeah, we'll give you a good show. We'll make it worth it. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, take it from me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for that. I'm, I'll probably be the crazy one going going nuts. I think I will be. <laughs> I think that's me, actually. All right. On man, stage. Shauna, this has been a pleasure, man. I hope uh, you stay safe out there. Give your dog a hug for me. Congratulations on the adoption. I, lo- I, I'm, I love you. that you did that. Um, me too. One year, technically, for my adoption. So I think it's I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a really good gesture that people need to do. Keep adopting. It's a good yeah. thing for to do right nowadays. But um, everyone is listening. Wonderful Hell came out October 30th on Bridge Hunt Records. Stream it. Buy it. Whatever you can do. Help out the band. Shauna, thank you so much again. We'll do this again next time. Talk to <laughs> Thanks you for having me, Sonny. Thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.